Help I got a Mac podcast episode number 64. everybody and welcome back to another episode of help i got a mac my name is cliff ravenscraft and i'm chris fighting we're here to once again try to sway the entire world to move to mac yeah everybody (laughs) everybody no just kidding folks but we are here to help you if you found yourself as one of those people who have just pried home one of those boxes with a big old apple on it we're help, here to help you when you ask this question. Uh, uh, crap. Uh, let's forget about the... Chris, <laughs> You're trying to hit the end of the song, right? I was. I totally yeah. missed the end of the song. What's, what's up, Chris? Oh, dude. You know. You're bummed. I can just tell in your voice you're bummed today. Oh, I'm not bummed today, man. It's just a long day. Just a long day. An average Monday craziness i understand you maybe maybe you're subconsciously down because boxy is no longer available on the <sighs> apple tv or hulu who is no longer available <clears throat> on boxy yes that's one of my it's one of it's one of my uh news articles actually yeah it i just don't get it man it's like i'm still seeing the commercials you know it could be it, it's I don't know. It's heartbreaking as well. You're still seeing the commercials. What do you mean the commercials? Well, Hulu's got commercials that run, you know, really short ones, generally one or two every, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. I don't mind watching those commercials because I'm I'm getting the content for free and it's a lot shorter commercials than what I'd be getting, you know, if I was sitting in front of the TV and watching it. And let's be honest, if it's something that I've already recorded, like on my DVR, I'm not even going to watch the commercials. Right. So they're at least getting my eyeballs to watch the commercial. And uh, the content providers, namely NBC and Fox, don't want you to watch Hulu on your TV. They want you to watch it on your tiny computer screen. And uh, so they've asked Boxy to remove it, and Boxy complied. Of course, now there are people trying to hack it back on there. And that's going to happen now. It's going to be a cat and mouse game. You throw down the gauntlet, and the hackers are going to come out in full force. Yeah, they are, in fact. One of the things that I have done recently, of course, is just take my either my wife's or my MacBook, my wife's XP machine laptop or my MacBook. Either one works perfect. You hook it up to the HDTV and either whether it's coming out of the, what is that, the DVI out or mm-hmm. the VGA out on my wife's XP machine. And it looks beautiful. And we hook it up. We throw it in the full screen mode and watch Hulu that way. Of course, yeah. I, we don't even have an Apple TV, so it it just works perfect for us. Yeah, and I mean, there's you're always going to be able to get around it by just hooking a computer up to it. But, but it's kind know, of it's kind of frustrating because you know this Apple TV here it sits, you know it 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 doesn't have a lot of power, but but it can have some usefulness when you use a service like Boxy. Yep. And then well, he, then you go and get this, and they and they break it on you. Well, here's the thing. The cable companies are terrified of things like Boxy and Apple TV and all that kind of stuff. They don't want they you be. to get your content from the actual content creators. They want you to get it through cable. And you know what? It's all about, especially in this market, it's about, you know, okay, you get a $100 cable bill. If I can watch it on my TV still, you know, it may not look as good and I'm still going to watch a commercial. But if I can get all my content when I want and where I want and what on I want, then I'm going to do it, and I'm going to cut cable loose. But you know, ultimately they're going to they're going to tell you know Sci-Fi and and all those channels that to stop doing it, or we're not going to carry you anymore. And in those 
you know, they're, they're at the mercy of the cable company regardless. Yeah, it, it, it is a shame to say the very least. And, you know, I, I don't it's, it's kind of like the music industry, you know, they, uh, hopefully they won't start suing people. Uh, like the record industry of uh, America Association, I, I tell you, I personally just don't. I just don't get it. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, let, let's look at it this way. If I really, really wanted to, and I had the time to do it, and you know, really, there, there's a trade-off between convenience and time. I could download all my all the shows that my wife and I watch, other than you know stuff on the on the broadcast networks. You know, get all that stuff, get all my HD content. Uh, for the big networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, etc. Get all that over the air. And then I could really go to the Pirate Bay or something like that and illegally download my content. And I could do that and cut cable out altogether. It's, I, I'm, I, I'm saying I don't mind using a legal way to watch these, but they're just, they, they can't get their, their heads out of their sand piles to, um, to figure out that, you know, this is the train that's rolling, man. And if, it, if they don't get out of the way, they're going to get run over. This is true. They've they've got to find a way to monetize this content. And obviously, they're not making the money on the streaming uh, ads. When you when you do go to Hulu, you only see the same five or six advertisers there. Well, what's funny is to me, if I'm an an advertiser, I'm going to think that an ad on Hulu is worth more than an ad on TV, even though in theory, not as many eyeballs see it. I know the statistical data of that person seeing that ad. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, I, the, you know, every time you, you, you can watch Hulu content without creating an account, but if you create an account, then you can watch, you know, TVMA type stuff, you know, stuff that's not like PG. And they have your data. They have your zip code. They know your, uh, your gender. You know, the, 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 the advertisers probably don't get, you know, your name and stuff, but they do get gender and, and zip code. And if I'm a, an advertiser on broadcast TV, I don't get that kind of information. I get that from Nielsen, but Nielsen's like f- a, a, you know, a swatch of 5,000 people. Yeah, and they're all my grandparents. Exactly. <laughs> they're the people who get paid a dollar to do it. Yeah, well, anyway, you know, obviously that, that's, the, that's the thing they're going to th- find themselves doing. The music industry wouldn't allow any of this stuff to become available legally, and so therefore people turn to you know, the illegal forms. And mm-hmm. obviously you, know, vi- you would hope that the video, the television and the movie industry would, would find a way to come around. And, and I must say, in, give them credit, they are doing Hulu, they are doing, ABC is doing streaming over the things. Just oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't argue that at all. I, it, I don't think it's them. I think it's the people providing the pipe to your house. They can't, I mean, it's the content creators on Hulu, yes. But I think in the next year, we're going to hear more and more people cutting off their cable, cutting off their satellite TV in, in lieu of watching this stuff online instead. Yeah. You know, I think that the cable providers thought for sure that, you know, this digital TV, may, you know, switch over, everybody's going to go to HD or all the broadcast stations have to go to HD. I think that they kind of thought, well, well, the good news is that you can keep your crappy television and we'll continue to be able to provide you the crappy low signal. So mm-hmm. this is the benefit of sticking with us, your cable company. Well, guess what? Yeah. People are going to go out and eventually they're going to get a a brand new TV. They're going to find out that for free, they can get tons of awesome. I mean, and I'll I'll be honest. I I think that network television these days is really offering some wonderful, awesome mm-hmm. uh, entertainment. And and then of course, you know, when you figure that and you look at your cable bills, like why am I paying for my cable bill when I get super awesome free hd over there 
Yeah, let me ask you a question, and I'm, I'm going to ask the people in our chat room too. If you have a choice to get rid of one, either cable or your broadband internet, which one are you going to choose to get I'll, rid of? I'll get ca- I'll get rid of my cable any day. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I, Dish, DirecTV, you're on notice. I'm out of contract with you. <laughs> I have I've been out of contract with you for the last uh, you're eight on months. Notice. You are on notice, and and the and the minute the minute I just decide to go for it and pull the trigger. Uh, you're gone. In fact, uh, all I need is an extra 200 and I think it's $224 and 99 cents. And I'm going to get myself a TiVo with two HD over the air signal, um, tuners. Oh and, dude, you can watch, you can watch podcasts through TiVo too. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, uh, direct TV's on notice. I, they're, they're gone. The only thing direct TV, all you have over us is, is Disney Channel, and, and as far as I'm concerned, Disney Channel, you're on notice too. There you go. <laughs> you know, I I just had a thought, and I, and I just lost it. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> I'm actually thinking about, I was talking about this today with a, a guy that I worked with, and I'm actually thinking about calling Time Warner and just saying, you know what, I'm thinking about just downloading all my shows through iTunes or, or you know, watching it through, uh, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. What can you do for me to keep me as a customer? You might as well. If you're not in a contract, you have all you have the bargaining chips in your hand. Exactly. That's exactly what I would suggest doing. Now here's what. Here's what. This would be the gauntlet being thrown down. First off, net, and I know this is help. I got a Mac, but you know what? This this is kind of an important subject, especially with you know people trying to figure out where they're going to spend their money and stuff like that. Netflix has just announced that they're going to go to they're they're going to have an option for digital download only if you want that. Awesome. And a lot of people, a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of, of top shelf movies on there, but what, what is on there is a lot of TV shows. So if you watch Weeds on Showtime or, or Entourage on HBO or, you know, or something that you can only get on cable, those TV shows also come out on DVD and Netflix also streams those. So that's one thing that you can get rid of if you want to. iTunes, you can buy seasons of TV shows. So if you watch like, America's Next Top Model or, you know, something that's on Bravo or something that's on, uh, you watch Dog the Bounty Hunter or something. You can get a season of that for 30 bucks, which sounds like a lot. But when you spread that out over the month, you know, over months, that's only like 2 or $3 a month, maybe $4 a month. That's a lot less than your $100 cable bill. Right. We have somebody in the chat room. Her name's uh, Emily Biting. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. But anyway, she's asking a question in the chat room. Can you stream anything over the iPod Touch or... Uh, the iPhone in this like for video as it, as it is with Pandora and audio. Uh, yeah, you can you can stream things like Ustream.tv if you want to watch Cliff. You could stream it through uh, the iPhone or the uh, the iPod Touch. The, the the only gotcha is that you have to be on Wi-Fi. You can't be on the cell network, so I can't be, you know, uh, on a bus or on a train watching it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean. And 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 the, some other things, of course, you have YouTube, and if, YouTube you can stream over the three G as well as uh, streaming over the uh, Edge network. So there there are some there are some options out there. Of course, the quality is is really low, but I think that's more of an infrastructure thing. Couple another year or two down the road, who knows what we'll be streaming over our iPhones, and it'll be amazing yeah. stuff. Well, here's here's <laughs> just to just to wrap up this whole like cable TV and all that stuff in, into a nice little bow. Um, cable TV has to allow a la carte. There's a lot of channels on my cable 
that I have never ever watched. Right. And I want to. I want the ability to, to say, okay, you know what? I want all my all my broadcast channels, and I want you know the certain channels like USA and things like that that I do with like shows that are on there. But I want to get rid of everything else. Oh yeah. And I, you know, if I could, I don't know. It's just it's it's annoying. Um, just I, I feel like we're we're at the mercy of content providers or content. Yeah, pe- you know, people that, that provide the pipe into the house, especially in Cincinnati. Uh, where we only have two choices, you know, if you live in Kentucky, you have the the phone company, or you have your cable company. Are you talking about internet then? Internet, yeah. yeah. I mean, so the then the internet's the cable company, and a cable company would rather you be watching TV on that pipe than getting internet on that pipe. Yeah, well, the c- cable companies should be happy that they're providing me internet or internet because if not, I wouldn't have I wouldn't be sending them any money each month. So okay, it's so better. Emily also wants to know. Well, what if I wanted to listen to Pandora in my car? Can I do this with the Touch? Uh, the answer is no, because the Touch only works in Wi-Fi, which you know requires a base, a base, you know, a base station, and and those Wi-Fi base stations, like the one I have at my house, only extends out into the yard. So, until something like WiMAX comes out, where you know you pay a subscription and then and you get Wi-Fi everywhere, you know, um, you you need the the phone. Now, a lot of phones. Uh, we'll stream things like Pandora that aren't necessarily an iPod or an iPhone. So you right. may want to check with. You, know. you you could pull your car in the garage or right up right up next to the house in the driveway and mm-hmm. get and get Pandora on your iPod Touch. Yes. <laughs> or or Emily could ask her husband to still play Pandora for her through the, whenever you know outside. Yeah. If her, if, if her husband was cool enough to do something like that, because I think Emily's husband's probably pretty tech savvy. Yeah, you it think could, so? It could it could figure something out for. Check that out. Tell us some news about Bloomberg. What are they saying? Bloomberg is saying that uh, Steve Jobs will not be attending this week's Apple shareholder meeting. Not a big surprise. Jobs' health has kept him from attending the usual events, including Macworld earlier this year. But this is the first time in over 10 years since he rejoined the company that he won't be appearing at the annual meeting. Can I just say something? I don't understand why that's news. Because he says, I am leaving my operations of, 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 as CEO until June. Hmm. Right. Yeah, but yeah, but when he got his operation, uh-huh. uh huh, back in two thousand four, he said he's gonna be he was got a commission, but he was still sending out emails to everybody. Gotcha. Still, he was still working, but he was off the grid, quote unquote. What they're saying now is he's really like hunkered down. You know, uh, some people who are like iChat buddies with him have reported that he hasn't been online in weeks. So, you know, hopefully he's concentrating on getting better. You know, yeah. or, or or sadly spending time with his family before the inevitable happens. You well, know. Let me ask you this, because I was listening to MacBreak Weekly uh, this past week and catching up, and, and I kind of, uh, it's one of those things that I listen to as I'm falling asleep at night, so I never get more than like 10 minutes in at a time. So the deal is, is that I heard some kind of rumor that they were talking about, hey, it was called, I can neither confirm nor deny some, they were making a joke about whether or not he might be uh, writing an autobiography. Have you heard anything about this? I heard the same rumor you did, and I'll tell you what, man. I would love to read that. I would, I would be first in line to buy that because I've read three biographies of his life, and you know, it's it's all 
you know, hearsay and what his friends have said and people that worked with him and stuff. I would love to hear what's going inside that guy's head. Yeah. The only thing is I can say is if that's the case, if he's actually really doing this and, you know, given the fact that he's missing a shareholder meeting, given the fact that he's taken some time off because of his health, then I would say then that that that's not meaning anything good at all for his health. Yeah, I I know we keep dragging it up, but it is a it is a news story and yeah. I just hope that, you know, June comes out, you know, the new iPhone 3G part D comes out and he's on stage showing it off. I, that's that's what I hope. That would be awesome. And of course, you know, none of us wants anything bad for Steve Jobs and nobody here wants anything other than him to be uh, healthy and, and return. But I, unfortunately, it just seems that things are not looking that way. That's not the picture that they're, that's being painted before us. And, and I, I think you have to have some kind of reality distortion going on to think otherwise unfortunately yeah well we'll keep our our prayers in there and our thoughts positive (coughs) yeah so 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 tell us about this 99 dollar iphone yeah there was a rumor going around that walmart was going to start carrying the iphone which turned out to be true the other rumor that was going around was that walmart was going to sell the the iphone like a four gig phil schiller edition for 99 bucks turned out that wasn't the case uh, but this week at Best Buy, if you're a, re- a reward zone premium silver member, which means you've had to have spent uh, $2,500 within a year to be a, a silver member, which is a lot of money, uh, you can get an 8-gig an iPhone 3G for $99.99 through February 28th. The 16-gig model is available for $200. And if you're a regular re- reward zone member, which I'm not, anytime they ask me if I want to join the reward zone, I just say no thank you. Um, you pay just $50 more for the iPhone 3G. So you get a brand new, not refurbished iPhone if you're any reward zone member for $149 or $249 for the 16 gig. Uh, now, you had to have been an existing member as of February 21st, so you can't just go to Best Buy, become a reward zone member, and then you know plug down $149 bucks and get the 8 gig phone. But if, you're, if, you, if you are one and you were on the fence about getting one, you know, you save a little scratch. That's that's a month's bill right there. Yeah, absolutely, and it's not a bad deal. And the iPhones are still selling like crazy, from as as far as what I'm hearing. Oh yeah, and it makes me think that with you know with all this reduction in price and stuff like that, that they must be working on the next model. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, they would be silly not to be. And and here's what's funny: the uh, the Mobile World Congress. Uh, was in Barcelona this past week, and we we saw a lot of cool phones and stuff like that. But it, at this point, it's they're cool looking. But then you you know, I pull the phone out of my pocket that that I use every day, and I'm like, you know what? These guys are promising something, but I've already got it in my hand. Yeah. It's already here, you know. And by the time that Windows Mobile Seven comes out, which they're not even saying until 2011, you know, who knows what Apple's going to have out by then? I think everybody's playing catch up and they're failing miserably at it. Yeah, I, I think so, except for the fact that Apple is is allowing, I mean, Apple's allowing for quite a bit of competition in the mobile phone space simply mm-hmm. due to the fact that, number one, it's tied to AT&T. Yeah. Uh, so you can't get it anywhere else. Number two, no copy and paste. And that's a f- feature and functionality that is, I think, basic. I mean, it's the. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It, it, it is crippling my use of the iPhone from time to time. Um, number three, there are other phones out there that will play flash video. And number four, uh, having a decent camera. Um, it does not have a decent camera at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah. Number five is that it also will not allow you to uh, record video. And and uh, gosh, I had a camera three years ago that would allow you to record thirty second video clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the the only the, and I've seen I saw a lot of phones and read about them last week. A lot of phones and stuff. Here's my issues. You you've got your choice of of a handful of operating systems. You got Android, which you know is still the dark horse. There's only one. So far, one cell phone that's using Android. You've got Palm, which has the Palm Pre coming out, which I, I look to be the, the, the real iPhone competitor because they hired a lot of people from Apple that worked on the iPhone to work on this phone. So it addresses all the issues that people have had with the iPhone. You've got Symbian, uh, which is owned by Nokia. Nokia really hasn't done anything interesting as far as like smartphones. They come out with these, like the N95 and stuff like that, which takes beautiful pictures and beautiful video, but that's it. They're, they're siloed into that. And then you have um, Windows Mobile, which, let's be honest, no phone should have a start button and no phone should have a registry. Yeah, I, I would disagree with that. Um, if I did not have an iPhone, I probably wouldn't mind having uh, my old HP Compaq. Uh, what, was, what was that called? The iPack? Yeah, I had one of those. I had yeah, one of those. Could. And if it had, I'll, I'll tell you what, if, it, if my iPack had a phone and it had Wi Fi and 3G, I, I I'd like my Windows Mobile back. Yeah, I, I think if I was if, if the iPhone didn't exist and we had those choices that we're at now, I myself I would either get a BlackBerry. The BlackBerry Bold is a beautiful phone, mm-hmm. or I, or I would get the Palm Pre whenever that comes out because the Palm Pre is hot. Yeah. I I'm I, I'm not gonna get one. I won't get one because you know I've I've spent money on applications to the iPhone. I'm I'm tied. I, I've already made my choice. I'm I'm an iPhone guy. You know, until they stop making them, or until I stop using phones. Um, but the Palm, if someone, you know, I, I can't wait to get my hands on it to play with it. Right. <laughs> Stephen Cross says, "Are you guys feeling okay? Have you ever used apps on other phones?" Oh uh, yeah, they're terrible. and he says they're junk. Of course, um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm happy with my iPhone, and I wouldn't dream of having another phone at this time. But I, I'm just saying, if there wasn't an iPhone. Uh, Windows Mobile would be a great, great thing to go back to. Let, let, let's be honest. The, here's how you fix the iPhone: put a five megapixel camera in it. Really, anything higher that that sensor is going to be so small anyway. It's going to be just it's it's worthless. So five, maybe eight at the high end. Make it a uh, autofocus. You know, n- none of this fixed focus stuff. Make it autofocus. Yeah. Um, cut and paste. You know, I, a physical keyboard is not a big deal to me. Nope. Um, maybe a forward-facing camera would be kind of cool for video conferencing or something. That, that would be kind of neat. But really, the, the 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 big deficiency to me is removable battery and um, and flash. If flat, yeah, I, I, they could do flash on the phone now. Yeah. But have a have a decent camera is is the big thing because that would cover you know a decent camera that could do smooth video because we've both jailbroken our phones. We've both shot video on it. Yeah. And. While I can do it, it's not very smooth. That that camera's refresh rate is very slow. Very slow. You're, you're getting maybe 15 frames if you're lucky. Yeah. Give us a, give us the replaceable battery and turn on some of this other functionality. Quit complaining about battery life. You know, we'll we'll plug the thing in when we're using it. You know? Oh yeah, I I have a car charger. Uh, so when I listen to the because I listen to a lot of streaming audio on my iPhone, you know, using Slack or Pandora or something, and. It, I know if I'm going to be driving, you know, if I'm going to go visit my parents or something, then they live in Kentucky and I live in Ohio and it's, it's, it's a haul. It's about 45 minutes. I, I plug, you know, my phone into the car charger because 
using 3G to stream stuff for any length of time just crushes the battery. Yeah. Well, hey, I've got an email here from Keith. He says, hey, um, I took the plunge at lunchtime today. Got myself a 2.4 gigahertz 20-inch iMac. Woohoo! He says, I picked it up at Best Buy. They went on, let's see here, then went online and ordered RAM up, a RAM upgrade so I can go from 1 gig to 4 gig, which was only $50. He didn't order it through Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Apple so, RAM's notoriously expensive. Right. And then he goes, uh, so basically he says, you've picked up a new subscriber to the Help I Got a Mac podcast and iPhone development. Here I come. So Keith, congratulations on your purchase of your iMac. And we're looking forward to hearing what iPhone applications you have. Yeah, and what, what what applications you've run across that you like? Absolutely, you guys guys can call those in to area code eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. I have some exciting news. Lay it on me, brother. GSPN TV iPhone slash iPod Touch application version two is coming soon. Ooh, what does it offer? <clears throat> it's going to offer uh, the availability or the ability to download the episodes and store them on your uh, internal memory for you. So basically really as it's as it is right now, you can go if if you have on the let's just say you have an iPod touch. I have and, an iPod touch. Okay. And you're at off you're at the office and you have Wi Fi. Well, I'm at the office and I have Wi Fi. You you load up the current application of gspn.tv and it will stream down and download the most recent episodes uh, at one at a time. But if you close the application and everything, you'll lose that. It'll clear it out of the cache. And when you're in the car, it won't work. So you have to kind of leave it open and then you have to listen to it while you're on your way home. Mm-hmm. Now, with the new version of our gspn.tv application, you'll be able to load up the feed and you'll be able to choose individual items in the RSS feed. And you can click and you'll have the option to download the MP3 file which will temp- it'll store it until you delete it. And so really? you can actually del- download, 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 and then listen to them at your leisure but through, that apl- through the gspn.tv application. Oh, that's cool. That's, and it's going to get approved by Apple? Uh, well, we'll see. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. So, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. Um, it should be done within the next two weeks. So be mm-hmm. on the lookout for that. And, free, and uh, Another free download? Another free download, absolutely. And right Stephen on. Cross is saying, is this going to include Plus content? Yes. It'll have the same login feature, basically storing your Plus member username and password. So, Wow, Cliff, congratulations. <laughs> that is super awesome sweet. Thank you. Thank you. So do we have <laughs> any questions or anything like that uh, that's been happening in the forum? Haven't really got a lot of uh, voicemails here for the Help I Got a Mac uh, podcast recently. So we no. do, do want to let you know you can call in your questions and we'll quit talking about Steve Jobs and his health. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of looking through here. Um, do, do, do. What, the, what they have. 10 rejected oh. iPhone applications. This is from February. Let's see what this is. Um, while you're doing it, is there any is there any uh, iPhone apps that you've gotten recently that you're that you're loving? Uh, let me take a look at my phone because I did download a couple recently. Let me uh, take a look at mine too. Actually, uh, I have got a fun game that uh, that I downloaded. It's it, you can get the free demo. Um, it's called Skybound Light, and what Skybound is is this little ball, and it bounces up into the sky 
and it bounces off little clouds that you draw below it. Okay. And it just keeps bouncing up. It's just really cool, though. The art direction and stuff is really, really fun on it. So uh, Skybound Light is pretty cool. Very cool. Now, we have a question in the chat room about the iPhone, uh, apps for the iPhone. He says, why won't Apple allow a basic interpreter for the iPhone? And so I'm not sure which... Um, which like, like basic, like the programming language? I don't know. Uh, and it looks like they lost the this, this stream on my uh, Mac Mini here. Nope. Oh, okay. It disconnected and then it... It resets, so they'll have to refresh. Uh-oh. Can you type in the chat room for them to refresh? Sure. So anyway, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll go on, and uh, we'll, we'll answer that and address those questions in just a minute. Um, so something else that I downloaded recently was the um, – it's called Peg, Peg Solver, which have you ever gone into Cracker Barrel and you saw the triangle pegs? Yeah. You, you can – this software – or this application will allow you to choose, you know, which one of the pins you want to remove for the first one. And no matter what, it will show you exactly every move you need to make to solve it to where there's only one pin left standing. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, you're still down, Cliff. I'm still down. Yeah. That's odd. Yeah, I see that I am down. Huh. Ustream says I'm up. I'm going to pause. And we're back. All right, so we're not sure exactly what the question was as far as um, the basic language that he was talking about, the interpreter. Um, I'm, I'm assuming he means basic interpreter, which would be like a programming, I'm assuming. Yeah. Or it would go, so see, cause if you have like an interpreter, like, you know, hey, where's the bathroom? They have translation software, but if it's a basic interpreter, I don't think they're allowing any kind of emulators or languages or, or you know, frameworks or anything like that to run on the phone above and beyond what they already give you. Gotcha. So like, we're not going to see like a Pascal programming. You know what I mean? It's we're not going to see that kind of stuff. Like someone just released a, a, a Mac classic emulator for the iPhone that only works on jailbroken software because Apple has a strict policy against emulators. Gotcha. Well, you know, the thing is, is what's cool is that while it may be quote unquote illegal, you can still jailbreak and there's still a lot of things that can be done there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've decided not to do it. I found it was taking a lot more battery life for me. I mean, it, it's cool, and I, I like the stuff that I could do with it until the screen was sweet and that. But the frustration of running my battery low was, was just way too annoying for me. Is it because it was draining the battery more, or you were just using it more because you had more functionality? No, I think I was just draining it more. Okay. I, I think the Intel screen was always, it, you know, that was an application that was always running. Gotcha. Well, hey, um, ten, uh, John put a link to an article, ten I, or rejected uh, 10 iPhone artic- applications that did not make it or were not approved. Yeah. And here's one of them. It's uh, the Obama trampoline, which I guess is just uh, a software, an application where Obama just uh, bounces up and down, upside down on a trampoline. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, my shoe, which obviously is in reference to uh, when President Bush was uh, in a press <laughs> conference and the, they were tossing shoes. So I guess this is a game where you might throw the shoe at the president. Oh, oh all right. Nice. So they rejected that. Um, I am poor. Remember the I am rich application? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> it, says, it says here, you might remember the ill-fated and ill-inspired 
I am rich application, the thousand dollar function free program. All I all it did was place a silly shiny icon on your screen. I uh, just got snubbed out. Let's see, just snubbed out. Anyway, I don't know what this. Grabbing less attention was the more far more affordable alternative, which is I am poor. It was the poor man's I am rich, explains the developer. Uh, perhaps better known for its other dope worms game, I guess. Priced at yeah. 99 cents, I am poor placed images of ramen noodles, tuna, and mac and cheese <laughs> onto your humble home screen. <laughs> Apple, however, did not find the app the ideal appetizing and slapped a no user functionality stamp on it. That's funny. The South Park app was uh, was denied. Yeah, they're saying it's because it has questionable, you know, inappropriate content. But you know, it, it's also convenient that that Apple sells, you know, both the South Park movie and South Park episodes. And the thought was this application was going to allow you to watch full episodes of South Park on your phone. Really? Yeah. All right, pull my finger. Did that? St- they still weren't allowed to do pull my finger. I guess not. That's crazy because I there. Gosh, I I know there's like fifteen or twenty uh, applications with fart noises. All right, here's yeah. one. Eye boobs. <laughs> Sweet. Nice. Uh, well, we won't need to talk about that one. Slasher. The same. Let's see. The same offensive contact. Uh, okay, this one was uh, declared offensive content. And let's see here. The simple program was cut from the catalog just one day after it was approved. In a word, I was upset, says Joseph, uh, whatever his name is, the app's creator. I tried contacting Apple to see if there was any way to resolve their concerns, but they never answered my email. Uh, The seeming lack of consistency is what twists the knife in his side. Apps with comparable violence, he notes, such as the one in which you use a broken beer bottle as a weapon, have been allowed in the store. Slasher, which only allowed an image of a kitchen knife and sounded a scream when you shook it, was not. Like, got it. All right. And then Murder Drome. And of course, the podcaster application, still denied, still rejected. And let's see, although my app does not allow you to listen to podcasts like iTunes, it all it allows you to download them directly to the device, and that is something Apple does not offer. Okay, and then he is still offering that out there into the um, jailbroken community. So there's still there are still people, and, and and I guess I the one reason why I think it would be interesting to to bring that up and discuss it here. While my application finally did get reviewed or resolved and and uh, approved for the store, it, it, it's good to know, I guess, as a as a you know fair and balanced reporting that that there are still applications out there that Apple is not allowing into the store. Yeah, it it makes me mad because there are, yeah there's all sorts of cool things that aren't allowed on there, you know, quick and stuff like that, and it's annoying. Yeah, quick is one that I think they should allow, as well as um, uh, what is that one? The sling slingbox. Oh yeah, yeah, slingbox. And that's and that's where things like you know the the BlackBerry and and Windows Mobile and stuff you know, they have a lot less restriction. And even the um, even the, even Android 
has come out and said, you know what, we're going to offer an app store and we're going to have guidelines and stuff like that. But if you want to install an app that's not on the app store, you're free, you're free to do that as well. That would be awesome. Yeah. You know, if Apple could take that that mentality, that would be there. There would be no way to buy that. You could tell anybody to buy another phone. If if Apple would say, "Listen, we if you want to know what's safe, secure, what we kind of put our stamp on, and saying, you know, these are these are dependable applications. These aren't going to break your phone, and you know, we we kind of police the stuff. Then the App Store is the place to get this. Mm-hmm. But if it were, if there was a way for you to, if they said, "Listen, if you want to risk it, you know, you can you can install it, and this is how you do it." Yeah, I you know what it's it, it ticks me off a little bit because I've bought. The hardware, I own it. I should be able to do with what I want with it. I agree. But uh, oh, hey, can, can I can I just, just give you a, a little? We, we got some new hardware at the house. What kind of hardware? A new a new digital camera. Okay. And I wanted to give a quick little like review on it. Go right ahead, man. It's a Panasonic Lumix. Um, try to remember the model number. I think it's F five S. Okay. And it's it's pink (laughs) it's red quote unquote but let's be honest it's like hot pink but you know this uh this phone could have been purple with with flowers on it i'd still use it um it uses the same engine that a leica camera uses um the leica makes really high-end lenses and really high-end cameras um and it's the same kind of engine that's inside this camera it's in that's in about a 600 hundred dollar leica and it shoots um, 800 by it's like it's widescreen, whatever it is, uh, video at, at 30, 30 or 60 frames a second uh, for YouTube. So it's four optical zoom, which isn't you know awesome, but it's a point and shoot. It's super slim and fits in your pocket. So uh, it's about 140 bucks or so, and it, it's a it's a really really nice camera. Very so, cool. And I highly recommend Panasonic Lumix brand. That, like I said, they use a, a lot of Leica lenses and Leica engines and stuff inside of it. So it's you're getting a much nicer camera for half the price of what Leica wants to charge. It shoots good video too, from what I understand. Yeah, and we just got a Flickr Pro account, so we'll be uploading all sorts of pictures and stuff like that. So it's fun. Very cool, very cool. Well, folks, I'll tell you what. We obviously didn't have a lot of information to share as 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 far as helping you because you have a Mac. So what we'd love to do is just simply ask you, if you wouldn't mind, to call in your questions or post them in the forum. You can go to the forum at gspn.tv slash forum and post some questions there. Um, just start up a new thread or you can even respond to episode 64 show notes and we'll be happy to look those up and bring them to you next week course you could always email your questions the email address is feedback at gspn.tv that's feedback at gspn.tv and of course uh, there is also the voicemail line at area code 859-795-4067 and if we don't have your voicemails your calls your emails um, posts in the forum that's not a problem Uh, chris and i will come here every monday night at 7 p.m eastern time live and we'll just chit chat about technology in general (laughs) just like tonight (laughs) just like tonight chris thank you so much man and we'll talk to you soon all right brother see ya bye